the slimmest of margins, the Vegas Golden Knights have the maximum advantage over the Chicago Blackhawks in the first round of the Western Conference best of seven series. Now, 5-0 inside the bubble, making things look uh, easy to date. One of two unbeaten teams in the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. Welcome to the VGK Daily Podcast. I'm Darren Lard, along with VGK analyst Mike McKenna after a 4-3 overtime win over the Chicago Blackhawks to take that 2-0 series lead. Riley Smith, the hero, in a game in which Vegas was able to score in the first period for the first time in four games, but gave back three in the second and eventually wins it in overtime. Uh, when you look at it, we'll break down the game a little bit more in uh, finer detail, but as a whole, how did you evaluate last night's win? Another game where they think the Golden Knights are going to look back on this and take some lessons from it, where when push came to shove, they got it done. They worked well together when they needed to, but they found different areas that in the past they hadn't given up a whole lot of. Tonight they did. They had a lot of giveaways uh, and turnovers that had been largely limited in the past. There were quite a few tonight. And I think if the team it looks back and goes and, and says, hey, we can fix all this. Look at what we can do in going into our next game. It's going to be that much better. Another four goals, another uh, strong offensive performance, uh, another night in which the Vegas Golden Knights are able to lock things down in the third period. 39 shots on goal compared to 24. There's still a lot to like about their wins. Yeah, and I shouldn't be dwelling on it in the negative here. Again, those are learning lessons. 16 shots in the third period and then another seven in overtime, that's an awful lot. And you think about the domination that you want to have late in games, that's great. They're outscoring opponents like crazy. What if you can make that 60 minutes? What if you can carry it out of the first period with a 3 nothing league and be able to, to kind of cruise through a game from there? Um, that'd be nice, but that's not playoff hockey. You have to be able to string it together and to get big shifts when you need to and to wear down your opponent. And that was a big difference. The Golden Knights really started to wear down the Chicago Blackhawks late in last night's game, and it went for the whole third no T. The middle part of the game, Chicago was really good. Uh, they were better in game two than they were in the opener. Well, they had a ton of pushback. You know, this was really where you saw, saw Chicago Blackhawks become engaged. They started to scrum it up. They started to create turnovers on their own because they were playing some desperate hockey. Finally, they were forcing the issue on the Golden Knights, not waiting for the Knights to make a mistake. They took charge, and they, you know, Patrick Kane played 24 minutes last night. It's a lot of hockey for a forward. The closest on the Golden Knights was 22 with Stone and Carlson. Three assists for Patrick Kane. And there's somebody that the Golden Knights have to find a way to shut down. You, you can't let him have three assists every night. But that's somebody who can exploit your mistakes, who can create those mistakes if he's really moving his feet. Um, but the Hawks don't have enough of those players going at all times, and that's where the Golden Knights can feast on it. Uh, Corey Crawford uh, rebounded from a subpar opener and was strong in defeat uh, in a game in which he faced a lot of traffic and a lot of pucks put to the net. Yeah, and I didn't like the goal that Nosek scored. And from a Crawford's perspective, I think he probably you know, thought there was something he could do a little better getting his arm to his body tight and reading the shot. But after that, he started to track the puck very well. He was battling for pucks through traffic, made a lot of screenshot saves, and there weren't a whole lot of rebounds. And we'd seen that in, in game one, he did give up those secondary opportunities. Didn't see as much in game two. 
You know, I thought he was really a big difference for the Chicago Blackhawks, keeping them in last night's game. Uh, he did give them a chance to win as it went on, and they're going to need more of that. They relied on him heavily in the Edmonton series, and if Chicago's going to have a chance in this one, it's on to Corey Crawford's shoulders. The game-winning goal by Riley Smith from Paul Stastny is a great illustration of what was probably the uh, the best game that the Golden Knights have played in Edmonton of rolling four lines. They were down to 11 forwards uh, for the third period in overtime, but uh, you saw a lot of uh, production, uh, some good looks out of the first line with a goal from Mark Stone. Uh, Stastny and Riley Smith both score, uh, no six scores. Uh, the, the third line was was very solid. There was a... There was more consistent pressure throughout the lineup. The diverse attack of the Golden Knights was paramount to tonight's win. When Paul Stastny talked afterwards, when Riley Smith talked afterwards, both of them gave credit to the work that Nick Cousins and Alex Tuck had done on the previous shift. They'd created zone time, they'd worn down the Chicago defenders, they put them on their heels. And Nick Cousins takes a little bit extra time on the ice with the puck on a stick, a secondary, a third effort to get the puck deep into the zone, turn up ice, find a teammate. He stays on the ice for the goal, which is a nice plus and an assist. <laughs> he was headed off for the change. But it was all the, the hard work that had been happening previous to the goal that was setting it up even the shift before. The third line worked so hard to create those defensive lapses with Chicago that when Paul Stastny looked up with the blade, puck on his blade, he saw two Chicago defenders between him and the net. And he knew Riley Smith's going to be there. I'm just going to have to throw it into the vicinity. Riley Smith adjusts on the fly, picks up the pass in his feet on a redirection. Pretty amazing goal, but there was a lot of people involved and not just the people on the ice. Second goal of the game for that second line with Paul Stasny, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Riley Smith. So let's get some uh, reaction to this 4-3 overtime victory. You will hear from Riley Smith as well as Paul Stasny, Mark Stone on the performance, Pete DeBoer, and Robin Leonard. Let's begin with the Game 2 hero, Riley Smith. Taves on it for Chicago. Sends it out. Kubelik tips it to center. Vegas has the puck. McNabb ahead. Tipped across the line by Nick Cousins. Toward the left circle and now toward the left corner. In front of shot. They score! Golden Knights in overtime. Riley Smith wins it for Vegas. Four to three Golden Knights. What a feed out of the left corner. And Vegas takes a two to none series lead. Riley Smith continues to dazzle for the Golden Knights of the postseason. Yeah, I think it started the, the shift before that. Um, you know, I think all five guys did a good job cycling the puck and creating some opportunities and kind of having them in their zone. Um, and then Cousins did a great job being able to delay, create time for me and Stash to get in. And um, Paul made a great pass. And fortunate enough, it, it took a good bounce off my stick. You know, there's some lulls in the game where we kind of turned it into a track meet, and that's not the style of game we want to play against Chicago. So um, there's still a lot of things we need to clean up, but, you know, we'll take the win and uh, try to get a little bit better tomorrow. Who was it, Roisy, Tucky, and Cuz? I think had a good shift before. They hit the post, had a couple good looks, and then uh, Navar made a good play there, kind of. Roisy was changing, so I got out there, but instead of kind of dumping it in, he knew they were tired. So, you know, Cuz kind of did a self-chip, and I just came to support him. And then, you know, before I got the puck, I looked up, and it almost seemed like there was kind of two Chicago guys facing me, and Smee was in front, so I just tried throwing it quick. And, uh, you know, Smee made a nice play there, kind of almost like a redirect one-time or quick shot. Juggled by Crawford, pulled out by Marcia. So, seen pass right. 
Martinez shoots, knocked down, side of the net, they score! Mark Stone cleans it up at the back door, left side of the net. Mark Stone puts Vegas in the lead, three to two. I think we just play our game for 60 minutes and, and we know we're going to have success doing it. Um, I think first 20 obviously played pretty well with the, uh, you know, in that second period, we kind of had a little bit of a lag and kind of let them back into the game. Um, you know, kind of played a little bit too slow and then got back onto a, on the horse in the, in the third period, chipped some pucks in behind the defense and, and got some big grinding shifts. I think that, like Paul said, that line with um, you know, Roy, Tuck and Cousins, uh, really controlled the the game uh, below the below the dots, uh, and really set up shifts for for the other lines. So um, I think we really uh, contained that uh, throughout the third and, and most of overtime. It's a, a little bit of a weird game. It was not that much to do, and I thought they had some some good chances. Uh, I thought the uh, Chicago played really well. Um, you know, uh, everyone keeps saying they're underdog, but you know, you look at their team, the experience, the skill. You know, it's it's Jonathan Thaves and Patrick Kane out there. You know, it's uh, it's a lot of skill, and uh, they're world class players. So when you get when they get opportunities, it's uh, it's hard. But uh, I got to look at the tape. I think it can be a little bit better, and but uh, a win's a win. Well, you know, I, I think some desperation sets in. We're sitting at the end of two tonight, tied, and a couple of those other situations behind. Um, so you know, our group. Uh, you know, has been able to find another level in the third period in those spots. Uh, it's a nice, nice thing to have. I, I think uh, we'd rather be leading after two and not have to do that. But uh, I, I liked our response tonight. Uh, you know, they pushed hard. We knew it would be their best game. Uh, you know, they don't want to go down to two nothing. And uh, I thought through 40 minutes, they really, really stretched us out, gave us some trouble with the rush. Um, and I thought uh, in the third and overtime, you know, we, we took that stuff away by dictating and playing our game. I thought tonight, uh, you know, Wah and Tuck and uh, Cousins were, were fantastic that way. I thought they tilted the ice in our favor almost every time they were out there, particularly in the third and overtime. You know, Cuz extended that play uh, on the winning goal. Uh, to get it in with some possession while the other two guys changed and we got Riley Smith out there fresh with staff. So, um, you know, we asked those guys to do that and I thought they were real effective tonight. Robin Leonard picks up another victory and Pete DeBoer was not about to tip his hand. It was whether or not he was going to change things up with this uh, plan with the goaltender. He's now 7-0. We keep, we're going to update the stat every game until it changes. But Leonard has not lost in this Vegas Golden Knights uniform. Couple of shutout periods, first and third, bookended around the uh, the explosion by the Blackhawks. Uh, what do you think with the with Leonard and the new skates? Well, I think it makes it easy on the stack guys that they only yeah. have to worry about changing the numeral in one column within so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ding, if ding, that's it. Check it off. If. The new skates were a hindrance. You didn't notice at all tonight. Um, and I know that was kind of the storyline because of just how comedic it was the last game. Well, Thankfully, because the puck didn't go in. And then, yeah, he played off of it as well. Um, you know, Robin, again, didn't have a whole lot of work tonight, but he was good when he needed to be. Um, Would have liked to have seen a bit, little bit more awareness in some of the backside plays that happened at times. But... Uh, 
he, again, like no secondary opportunities is what you're seeing him, from him so often. He's swallowing up rebounds. He's getting pucks to corners, and he's really playing in sync with his defensemen that you saw, especially in the first period tonight, last night. His puck handles were so good in the handoffs between him and his D that it kept Chicago from really getting a forecheck going in the first period. A lot of that's a credit to Robin and to their defensemen talking to one another, making short passes, and jump-starting to break out going the other direction. Well, a preview game three uh, in uh, a lot more extravagance tomorrow on the VGK Daily, but something to keep in mind is that's two games in a row where the Golden Knights have controlled physically the game. A Will Carrier was dominant. Ryan Reeves was another force. Uh, along the boards, you're seeing significant play uh, tilted towards the Golden Knights, as you would expect in this series, but it's it's actually happened. Well, it's palpable. I mean, I, I don't think that the Hawks have an answer to that with the Golden Knights. I think that is a mismatch in the Golden Knights' favor, clear as day, that the heaviness that they can play with is in their advantage, and you see it in all the board battles they win, the one-on-one -on -one battles that they come up with the puck. Uh, you know, Will Carrier in center Is he ice. playing the best hockey you've seen him play? Carrier? Yeah. I think he's playing with the most confidence by far. I think he's so comfortable in his game that it's giving him that sense that he can do what he needs to. And I think because he's so confident, that's why we're seeing the translation to the offensive side of things. I mean, he wins that puck battle, he gets it to Nosek, and, and off he goes. That's a 50-50 puck in center ice. These are the ones that are consistently being won by the Golden Knights up and down the lineup. And Reeves is getting up and down the ice really well, too. Yeah, you can I, tell that uh, that his foot speed has come out of the uh, the pause. Don't you feel like he's due note. for one? Well, he's been right there. I like a fraction just, of an inch uh, <laughs> on, on a couple of Will Carrier's goals. Uh, before we uh, get uh, wrap this thing up, uh, just uh, on a comment on, on where the, the Golden Knights are going into the back-to-back -back games this weekend. Well, mentally, they're in a good spot in terms of having won the games knowing that they've done what they needed to do to make adjustments, to tighten things up. But they need some time to relax going into this weekend's games too. So today's a big day for the Golden Knights to recharge their batteries, to maybe let the, the, the fun crew, what are we calling the that grouping? The fun committee, yeah. you know, led by Nick Holden and, and a couple others. Nate let, Schmidt, Nate Schmidt, Reeves. Yeah, let them take over, decide something fun for the group to do and just get your legs underneath you. This is a lot of hockey. Four games in six days, you're gonna feel that whether you're the greatest greatest finely tuned athlete in the world you still conditioning wise will feel it so take it in but mentally i think they're in a great spot to to carry that into the next in a game three uh and one more note on the game two victory was they buckled down when the game was three three in overtime and in uh, the third period with that huge advantage of shots on goal at a time when they only had the 11 forwards. The lines were jumbled up, but it didn't affect them at all. They they carried the play no matter what the combination was that Pete DeBoer put that's, up there. It's, that's where you see the guts come out and the will to win, and it shows up in the block shots column for me for the Golden Knights. They haven't had to do a lot of that previously. Tonight, 27 block shots. It shows their commitment. They're getting in lanes. They're helping their goaltender. And the nicest part to see is that they're taking those block shots, transitioning it up the ice quickly out of their zone and turning it into scoring chances going the other way. It doesn't become a vicious cycle for the Golden Knights in their own zone. It's usually one and done on the shift. You block it, you get it out, or you, re get, you regain possession and get it moving. Happy Friday.
to you as well, Darren. It is Friday. It's a day off for the Vegas Golden Knights inside the bubble. They'll regroup and get back at it tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks for game three and play again on Sunday. So games on back-to-back -back days in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's a little unusual, but hey, it's 2020. Uh, thank you for listening to VGK Daily, the podcast. We'll chat with you again as we head towards what the Vegas Golden Knights hope will be a 3-0 series advantage.